Yo, 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 levels good, levels good. Yeah, yeah, it's that time again. Fresh <laughs> out, fresh out of the joke. Fresh out the can. Bro. Bro, I'm fresh in the can, bro. Fresh in the quarantine time, you get me? <laughs> First and foremost, massive shout out to Kim. You held it the hell down. I love that episode. The way I was listening into the thing and almost like, and talking like I was in the pot. I was thinking, nah, this is like, I'm re- I'm hearing this back. I'm not even involved in the conversation. Nah, it was beautiful, man, for real. No, big up. Big up yourself. And big up to you, John, as well, because you held it down for the fellas. Listen, I always be representing. You don't have to worry about what. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. Um, yes, welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Just Our Opinion Guys podcast. You know the, you know how, you know how we start every single time, and this is how we continue to start. With the AKAs. With, no, no, AKAs. I'm retiring the AKAs. You know why I'm retiring the AKAs? <laughs> because I didn't realize how many people do AKAs at the beginning of the podcast. So I'm done. So there's no more AKAs. Sometimes when you're at the forefront of things, yeah, sometimes when people catch up, you just got to let it go. So I'm letting the AKAs go. Just know it's Big John. Um, anyway, socials, J-O-O-G underscore London is the Instagram. Please add me as a friend. Continue listening to the podcast. Also, next step, just our opinion, guys, on Spotify. Please subscribe to my Spotify page, okay? And please, when you're listening to this episode, share the link of this episode on your feed, your stories. It's very important to help the podcast grow, okay? We're also on Apple Music. It's just our opinion, guys. Please share the link now. Oh, yes. Do we talk about the elephant in the room, right? What's the, the elephant? elephant? COVID-19, now it's everything police brutality. I've had a lot of conversations Mm -hmm. um, regarding this in the last week, and I want to tackle it from this point. We'll have a discussion, we'll open it up with this. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about privilege, what privilege means to people, because I think it's ultimately important if people understand what privilege means, it could help out in situations like this. Yeah. I don't want the phrase white privilege to be used. Mm-hmm. The reason being, I, I don't want it to be used or flung around by black people, it automatically gives an out to a racist white person or a racist Asian person or a racist in general, right? Mm-hmm. Because immediately puts their back up, right? Yeah. My message I'm trying to convey to you is your privilege of being in a situation. I mean, to make it easier, we can just call it majority privilege. Majority privilege, wherever you want to, wherever you want to call it. I just don't want there to be a, a race attached to it because at the end of the time, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do 
is make people feel a struggle or make people aware of a situation. And the last time I checked, anytime you're trying to have a debate with someone or you're trying to have a conversation with someone, if you start the conversation by making them feel their backs are against the wall, even though you're in the right, let me clarify that at the beginning, yeah. it does work. And my aim is to put the, the highlight, the uh, police brutality. I want that to be front stage. I don't want the message to get diluted in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So I want people to understand what we're dealing with is people's actions and the, and the Karen in Central Park. We're dealing with people that don't understand they have a certain level of privilege yeah. of being on planet Earth, and others do not. I'm going to start there, and I'm going to let you take the floor. Um, we've known for quite some time that we ourselves are don't have a privilege. I mean, there's always been that saying where we have to work twice as hard to be seen as half as good. We've made peace with that. We've just got on with it to some degree. And you know what? We've often kind of dealt with it from a point of view. We can't really change it. But at the same time, with the elements of uh, privilege, it's become so flagrant. and what a lot of people to them consider as normal, they haven't even thought too much about how unnormal it is for other people. So the idea that there's people to this day in 2020 could still be ignorant of this privilege is actually offensive to me because we've had to know about it out of survival. And even mm -hmm. if we wasn't trying to hear that, it was very quickly shoved in our face even from a, something as small as when you go to the shops, you always have the shopkeepers and the people working there always looking at the mirrors or following us around from when we was kids trying to get an ice pole or something like that. So to see how all of this manifests and the majority have used their privilege to basically diminish any bad they've ever done is yeah. for me it's insane it's offensive again you know you another thing which we've been known about say for example when it comes to taxes or the tv license they always say ignorance does not count as an excuse so you can't even say especially even if, when it comes to hmrc you can't say oh i didn't know i was supposed to pay tax they're not trying to hear you again penalized the same way yeah. So for grown adults to be like, oh, I didn't know it was this bad, I think is genuinely insulting to our intelligence. Um, and it, it, even if you, that was genuinely the case, it speaks on how bad things have truly become. And I've been horrified by it, bro. But what's been your thoughts on just like the whole privilege and almost the, uh, like, the refusal to even acknowledge that there is a privilege on their side. I feel like understanding needs to come before action. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. Understanding needs to come before action. And what I mean 
is understanding of oneself, mm-hmm. right? Then you can act accordingly. The reason being, when you bought night trainers or Apple products mm-hmm. and people were starving, dying, slavery in China over these products, you didn't give a fuck. Yeah. You still don't give a fuck. We still know people are living in atrocious conditions in order for the fact that I have a mobile phone. Yeah. The materials to make a mobile phone and computers have come from the Congo. Yeah. If you know how up the Congo is, right, just do a little research. Get People get on your Googles. Yeah? But we act blissfully, bliss, blissfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I say this is now I want you to have knowledge and understanding of self. Now, I want you to translate that to your average white person. Yeah. They know what's happening. They're not ignorant. Yeah. At all. They can see, they know what's happening, but they're not doing anything. Now, what is the difference between me knowing that my brothers and sisters in Congo are struggling and dying or were dying to innocent black men dying in America at the hands of police? Mm -hmm. How is my ignorance better than their ignorance? It's not, it's the same ignorance. So this is what I'm saying. We have an understanding of self. Because if we have an understanding of self, then we can go, you know what? I need to become conscious and I need to stop being ignorant. And the moment I can stop being ignorant, I then can now talk to my white constituents and go, you know what? This is what I've done. Mm -hmm. I've acknowledged Mm -hmm. my ignorance. I've acknowledged it now. I'm willing to embrace it and go, and this is how I've done it. Now, this is the way you can do it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? 100%. I've got rid of my privilege, yeah? The fact that I know that I'm, I live in the UK, I earn a certain amount of money. And I know people in the Congo are not earning as much money as me. And in certain parts, not all, certain parts of the Congo, mm-hmm. people are not awarded the same rights as me. I know that, and I've accepted that, and this is what I'm going to do about it here, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to be the change, if I want to see the change, I need to be the change. And if I want to talk about change, I need to be the change. Yeah. Right? This is what I've been doing. A lot of self-reflection at these moments. Not a lot of talking because the moment I start talking, I want to be able to talk with confidence and I want to be able to say it with my chest, dear white people, these are the reasons. Join me on this journey. Sorry, I was backing a little bit. If you want to chime in, please go. No, because we've spoken about this before as well, where, you know, when I had the analogy of when a black man would knock on a woman's door, a white woman's door, and she meant, and he mentions to her that your grandfather stole the house you live in. And it was for mm-hmm. me or for my grandfather. The reality is the majority are going to have to give up the privilege that they've been awarded. And they have to give up, or they have to be prepared to give up the benefits of a system that was built specifically for them, 
for us to get true balance. Yes. That's the stone cold reality. Preach. And preach. The, I've been trying to tell people that. And, and that's the and that's and that's the that's the game we're in. And on top of that, it goes back to the thing of you know when they speak about the people in prisons and you have the police guards where the um, or the uh the uh what's it called the jail I always forget the name, the CEO as well. Yeah. Their worst fears is the prisoners taking over the jail because in their mind, if I was treated like if I if I was treated the way I might treat these prisoners, I would and then they had the chance to do the same, I definitely would sort of project. So a lot of these guys, again, we're speaking. And I think what we need to have a conversation about is how long has this privilege been in place for? And more importantly, how long has been spent getting this privilege to where it is? Because that gives us real, to go to your point, understanding of not only what we need to do, but how long it would actually take to redress the balance. So even... I've always believed, and I go about this because it's just a real thing, it takes longer to tidy up the room than it does to mess it up. So if the the process of messing up the room has been over hundreds of hundreds of years, we can't expect this to get to get done in five to ten. If anything, That's right. I think more of us have to collectively accept that we have to right now work towards a reality that neither one of us will be alive to see. We have to... 100%. And we're not... And we're, we're talking about... And I don't feel enough black people collectively we thought along these lines, whereas that we have to right now work towards a reality that our grandkids might see. Now, that's not even definite. Might see. So when you think so far ahead, it changes... Every single, like, you now have to be even more selective of the type of woman you settle down with and where you'd raise your kids because this can't just die with your kids. You now have to be thinking, wow, you know what? I, it's even more important that I'm with a woman that shares my values or my perspective on life because you can have all these grand plans. Your wife just basically wants to do, like, something completely different. Now, all of a sudden, your intentions can get washed out because your child paid more attention to your your wife's perspective and he's a, and he or she is allowed to because it's his mum or her mum so i think it's even more important that we make more time to spend with people who are thinking along these lines because collectively as well this might not be a one person this is this job is way bigger than one person this is like of course it is. So, of course, it is. and and you know the the beautiful thing about it is though, everybody has a role to play, whether it's the black family, whether it's the uh, the white woman who is married and has children with a black man. Because the reality as well is, this privilege can be like there's a lot of uh, an impact can be made on terms of breaking this wall down based on the fact that, you know what, one of the elders who set this up, his granddaughter 
happens to be with a black guy. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many, yeah. This is actually a, a fight that everybody, regardless of who you are, your age, your race, your background, you all have a role you can play because ultimately there's a lot of people that we can't communicate to and they would listen to us because our skin's too dark or we're maybe too urban or we're maybe too um, far away from regal forms of society. Where- you, don't, you don't even need to go into depth on that, oh. You explained it perfectly. <laughs> everyone has a role to play. Not everyone can do the same thing. It's just like in the animal kingdom, yeah? yeah? Just like with insects, ants, you have, they have their own role to play. Same with human beings. We all have our role to play. And we need to understand that. Yeah. This conversation of privilege that I'm having now was sparked from uh, events that happened in the United States of America. Yes. But this conversation is not about directly about the events of the United States of America. And the reason why I say this when I'm talking about police, police brutality specifically, I like to keep it about that topic. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because if it gets diluted, if I'm having a conversation that gets diluted, people go all over the place. Yeah. yeah? And they start talking about other things. And then the, the matter at hand gets lost. Yeah. But we're talking about privilege. So if you're listening to this as a listener and you're going, oh, John, why are you trying to defend or why? No. Because it's not about that. I'm talking about the macro. I'm talking about um, the macro environment. Yeah. Right? Okay? This is to the listeners. I'm talking about the macro environment. So I'm talking about the steps after, yeah, this situation. Yeah. Okay? Sorry, I just needed to make that clear. Oh, no. I'm okay. with you on that, brother, because the biggest thing that a lot of people um, don't understand as well is with what's been happening, we've accepted it to some degree. And you know what it was? It's almost like this is probably since Trump has come in, we've known what it's been. But um, since Trump's come in, America, I mean, they've historically, they've always been brazen with their thoughts. They felt this, they shared the same sentiment as the UK. The only difference is that the UK is a lot more subtle about it. And they can control the population without having to use like such aggressive action because they really got the thing pattern. Remember, lit- America was literally con- like, colonized by the British anyway. It's just a case of, it's almost like the UK is the rude boy killer who's been to prison, but it's kind of calmed down. And America's like the brash younger brother that's just running around slapping people and whatnot. The UK is the bigger demons as far as the history, but it's a thing where, bruv, like, man sat down in it. Like, we, I don't have to be so aggressive. Like, man got the thing pattern. Whereas America's like, raw, man's out here being so... And the thing is, is that with the America, especially with Trump, they've been so brazen whereby they have... We know what it is. We know we have to be on our P's and Q's. We know that. But the way in which America have basically rubbed it in faces where we, like, you guys already know you can't do nothing, but we're actually going to do even more just to prove you can't do nothing. 
And that's the thing about America and Donald Trump, because even the whole Make America Great Again, I my understanding of that was always raw. You man, like, we want to get back to being the Debo. Oh, 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 we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. We're, we're, we're getting talking about Trump. We're talking about America. Oh, no, I need to keep us We're going to get to the police brutality, because my point is... We're not even talking about necessary police brutality. I want to get back to the point of privilege, yeah? I want to keep it there for a second because I know I know the listenership, right? They're going to be, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be listening and then they're going to get into a ton, then they're going to get on a Donald Trump tirade in their mind and it's going to take them away. What I want to ask you is this. Mm-hmm. Okay, because ask the question and then I'll what, tie it back in. But yeah. What do you, so do you feel because of recent events, that you need to do something. Yes, hundred um, percent. And what is um, and what are you going to do, or are you doing? So, first and foremost, the reason why I mentioned so much about Trump is because he's a reflection of what's happened before, and the real answer in terms of what you're what to do is to research and educate yourself on how deep this problem actually is. Because all this is, is a manifestation of what's been happening. So even the Donald Trump, Donald Trump isn't even the first billionaire in his family or first million in his family. Money was passed down to him. So as far as privilege goes, he's been brought up. So the way he carries himself is because of privilege. And it goes back to the privilege coming from you having a foundation that your your ancestors already worked towards. So to answer your question in terms of what we do or what I want to do, one is make more time to be in communication and develop relationships with people who feel the same way. Two, keep my eye out and ears out for people who are already doing something and support it in any way that I can. This is the time when you share what's happening. An example, right? Uh, People might be thinking, oh, there's not enough uh, organizations that deal with education uh, towards people of ethnic minorities. I can give you two right now. Westside Leaders and Manhood Academy. You can Google them. And then, because I'm fortunate to work with Manhood Academy official, um, and I know the brothers at Westside. So, They'd be doing things and it's like, you know what, rather than me thinking I can set up my own thing, I just go support them. So that's one thing. Finding out who's doing what and supporting anywhere you can. Second of all, setting up things that you don't see that's already happening and involving other people in it. So now I've got a couple of ideas that I'll speak to you about um, literally um, on our, after this where there's ideas that can be done that we collectively need to work towards. Third thing, going back to Donald Trump, which is focusing on what I'm going to be leaving my children and grandchildren and how I'm going to do so. So I don't want to just give my my children and grandchildren money. That would defeat the purpose. What I want to give to them is a philosophy that is broad enough so that they don't feel trapped to live their life the way I set out, but it can also help in this situation. And the only way I can do that is one, 
being a lot more mindful of the type of women I even date because accidents can happen. Children can come from nowhere. If I've got a, a girl pregnant who doesn't even share these values, what we're speaking about becomes so much more difficult. So it's actually made like it's actually made me more focused on my goals and make me even more selective of the people I'm around and spend my time with. Okay. So that's the answer. And you know what? My final point would be, I'm actually making time to be involved in local forms of decision-making in my community, from council meetings to even just community events. Obviously, it's not happening as much because of what's happening in the quarantine. But for me, the protest, I'm not doing the protesting thing. That's for other people to do. They deserve our support. I believe more of my strength lies in being able to have conversations and relationships with powers that be. And Great segment. So, go yeah, ahead, and the reason I say that is because I think I might have already mentioned it earlier, but I'm concerned that, for all I know, a lot of these powers that be have used this to increase the amount of mass gatherings so that it actually increases the chances of us getting corona, which is a, a far deeper... Do- uh, all right, we're going into yeah. conspiracy land. I love a conspiracy, but let's stay on point. Now, um, here's the thing I want to I wanna bring up before I tell you what I'm going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Understanding is a key word I'm using. Please be understanding of how people want to show support, okay? If someone is not ready to talk out here, encourage them to talk out. Encourage. Well, that has a positive connotation to it. Not nag at them. Yeah. Okay? That's what I'm talking about, direct, you know, direct discussions, not them. Also, do not condemn. So don't be going, oh, why are you protesting? Because it's not going to be doing nothing. That's the way they want to channel their energy. Let them channel their energy. You are not perfect. He who throws the first stone, you know yeah. what I'm saying? No one's perfect, bro. Let them channel their energy the way they want to. That's really, really important. That's one of the main things that are getting people's backs up. Why are people preaching to me? Why are people doing it? No, 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 no. Let people do what they want to do. Yeah. Also, encourage the people that are not talking to start. Get on the ladder. So for me, what I'm doing is I haven't said anything. I've only recently started to have conversations with people again. And the reason being is I needed to do some healing mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. And the healing came from many, many years ago. I felt like I was the only person talking about these, these topics. And when I was talking about it, no one wanted to hear. I was ostracized even from certain groups, right? Certain people still look at me in a certain way from before. But it's quite funny. Everything that I was on social media banging on about time ago, when I mean time ago, I stopped talking about this on social media for like past four or five years. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about before that. Everything about has come to fruition. And now people on the bandwagon. Yeah. That made me resentful. So I had to work through that because I knew that was my resent. 
you see what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, so I had to do that in order for the bigger picture. I need to be educating people again. So I need to work over my own pride issues. So now I just released a couple of Instagram stories just saying, just keeping it real. I was like, look, I've got to a point in my life where I need to stop the foolishness with myself. Mm-hmm. I just said, I don't ever expect everyone to be Malcolm X, but I'm noting, I'm keeping receipts on everyone. I just want one post, just one post, just mm-hmm. one, just even it was the blackout page or just uh, a picture of a George Floyd or the video of the, the Karen in Central Park. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Just one to just go, I hear you. I see you. Yeah. yeah? I don't expect you to have the answers. All that does for me is this. You're willing to be educated. You're willing to have a conversation. That means a lot to me. Yeah. And if you're not willing to just do one post, just one. Yeah. Just one. That also says a lot about you. And we don't have to come to an argument, blows or anything. I just not, I will not, like you said, you're going to be monitoring who comes into your life. I will just be control alt deleting these people. Please believe I've already got someone in the last three days that I've known for man since about 2006. I've known this person. They're gone. They don't even know that they're gone. They're just gone. Wow. Because I know, I, you know what? I was letting that person go with so much stuff. Mm. The fact that they might not have been racist themselves, but I knew they had a lot of racist friends. Like when I was younger, I knew it. And then now that, we, that she's grown up, she's still really good friends with these people. And I know these people haven't changed. With the lack of posting I've seen, I'm like, you know what? No, actually. Sorry, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. So what I want to see, or what I'm sorry, what I'm doing, not what I want to see, because that's what I was talking about, what I'm doing is mm-hmm. I'm setting the line in the sand. Not in an aggressive way, right? But in a matter of a fact way, so there's no confusion between my opinions and your opinions, yes. you know, in a civilized way. If I ask you to say a post, just so you, I can acknowledge that you see my struggles and you don't want to do that, you're entitled, again, you're entitled not to do that. But I'm entitled to lock you the fuck up at the same time. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing now. Later on, other things may come, but, you know, baby steps. The thing yeah. is, right, first and foremost, if I even feel like you are the type of person that could be like, if, you, if you're white, that you are the type of person that I could see you laughing, like if a racist white joke was made towards black people, I'm not even, we, we can't even talk anyways. Like, I keep it a thousand with you because it goes back to if you're in that room, you should be slapping that the shit down. Let's keep it. And do we even like, like, I remember there's, there's someone actually I know is that 
is a is that he's a friend of one of my young G's. And he actually follows on Twitter, um, what was his name? You know that guy from the EDL? Tommy, Tommy, uh, Tommy Robinson or something like that. Um, yeah. He follows him on, I'm like, bruv, there's nothing, there's nothing to talk about. Like, honestly, I was so wild with it. Any person who was white from Dagenham, automatic question mark. Because when I was a kid, one of my boys, bless him, he's still around, of course. Um, I ain't spoken to him in years. He, he moved to Dagenham. And obviously, Dagenham now, for those of you who ain't known, Dagenham is very diverse racially, um, from what I've been told. But back in when we was growing up, it was predominantly white. Um, and anyone that would, who even like, thought of living over there was susceptible to a racial attack. And my boy got rushed. And it's like, it was a thing where, like, bruv, if you're black, you don't even go anywhere near Dagenham. So anyone who's from Dagenham, I'm like, bruv, you better be the most racially inclusive person ever, you know? Like, because you've gone through the same way, like, you know, you had like that newer, uh, newer generation Germans become so inclusive racially because of what had happened in its past. You're like, you got to be the same way, bruv. So anyone who's not that or anyone who feels overly too comfortable saying the N-word around me, they're thinking, nah, you're my nigga. Like, nah. Is already is automatic question mark, and you know what we can't even talk. So I'm even sorry you've had to yeah. dead off a, a, a relationship with someone you've known for so long. But I think I I think yeah. it's going to be happening up and down the country and the world. And I was having, and that I'm I'm not. I am aware. I am aware. Just in case people think you're going a bit harsh, I'm. That wasn't harsh. That was. I know the person hasn't learned. I also had a discussion with someone else. Funny enough, last night, um, this person is a good person. I'm not locking off this person. I checked this person at this mm-hmm. time, and I'm going to have another discussion with this person because I know this person just needs a little bit more education because I do believe this person is an ally. This isn't an Asian young lady that's having a conversation. Mm-hmm. We'll have a long two-hour conversation, and at the end, she said this line, um, me... And another black dude, she was like, you're not like the typical black dude. You're not a typical black dude. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what do you mean? What is a typical black dude? She goes, are you, she goes, oh, you know what I mean? I was like, no, I don't know what you mean because my friends that I hang about are like me, yeah? So that would mean they are the typical black dudes and the people they hang around with are like me. So that means they're the typical black dudes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah? And then, um, I was like, you know what you sound like? I was like, you sound like that American woman that goes, oh, you talk you talk really well. You talk so yeah. nice. Like, I didn't expect you to talk like that. You see what I'm saying? I was like, I told her that's what you sound like right now. Yeah. yeah? But she has been on the phone for a long time. I just said, that's wrong. But I'm going to have a conversation. And here's the thing is, don't be giving up on people too soon when you know that that person's not a bad person. There's ignorance. Yeah. There's a lack of education, and there's sometimes you can educate people and they can understand. And this person, this particular person, has the capability to understand and empathize. So that's why this person want to get locked off compared to the other person that's made this a lifestyle choice. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So that's why that person, that person is is, is a lost heart straight away. What, yeah, you touched yeah, on a great point because I think there's levels to racism, which is. I don't like black people. 
then the next level is I don't black I don't like black people, but you're all right, John. Like, and all of a sudden, wait, I don't like black people, but John, Samantha, Sally, they're all cool, you know. Then Tutu's, oh wow, they're actually all not that bad, you know. Now, that's what that's where a lot of them seems to say to the to their white to their not necessarily white, but to their more race friends, like, you know what, these guys aren't that bad, you know. They've got amazing food. Like, have you ever been carnival? Like, stuff like that. And then you even have something like, yo, I'll go to your carnival, I'll listen to your music, I'll eat your food, I'll even sleep with some of your women or sleep with some of your men. But as far I still don't like you like that, though. And then of is there so many levels in your right? The reality is that same lady you're speaking about is more likely to kind of change her views based on you speaking to her compared to a stranger who happens to be black trying to chat to her. So mm-hmm. you're right in that regard. My thing is, and that's the thing as well, because as I said, there's, and, and I genuinely believe there are people in the world, regardless of race, I call it functional racism, where they will treat you. And you know what, right? There's a, I, this is a saying I've come up with. The way you know a man, how a man truly feels about you is if you try to date a female relative that he really cares about. You know everything. So if he's really your boy, right? For example, and let's say you had, um, let's make it even more, um, realistic. Let's say there is one of your young G's, right? One of your young G's, maybe a good few years younger than you, happens to be the same age as your sister. You chat to him like, and you make him feel like, wow, like you're like my younger brother. And then he tries to chat to your, like to your younger sister. How you would respond towards that tells you everything about how you feel about the guy. So the same way in, so mm-hmm. to flip it now, in terms of, let's say, let's not just put it on white people, but you talk about like interracial dating, right? And how you feel about racism. Nothing will tell you more about whether someone's racist or not unless you see their reaction to, in this case, say a white person, um, you dating their white daughter or a black woman dating a white son. Nothing will, nothing will tell you what racism looks like until like, like that. A man will be like, yo, yeah, man, I like you, man. You're amazing worker. Yeah, let me go chat to your daughter. Bruv. I mean, I'm almost talking on a deep, on a deeper thing. And even stuff like this is where those who are in interracial relationships, I think those are the ones who have even, who have a real challenge as well, because they've probably been having to deal with this from their grandfather-in-law or father-in-law. And it's it's like, this is when you should be having real conversations. So even if you just let it slide and just be like, okay, he was just old fashioned or he's kind of like out of touch. This is when you got a G check people in those, in your families, because one thing that would always affect mixed race children is the, that the clash sometimes if, Oh, I'm going to stop you there. I will have to stop you there. The reason I have to stop you there, you're bringing up gems of topic, <laughs> yeah. right? Stop, okay. stop, stop there. All right. Okay. Right, this has been a needed episode, right? It's on uh, the tips of everyone's tongues. 
Um, so I thought it would be irresponsible for me to not have a podcast episode. And I've laid, I'm, I'm labeled in this episode, the privilege episode, let's talk. Um, and I hope a lot of people get stuff from this. And I hope this sparks more conversations, more debates, more actions, more calls to arms. You know the social medias. It's J-O-O-G underscore London on Instagram. Please follow me. Share my Just Our Opinion Guy posts on your, on your social medias. Spotify, it's Just Our Opinion Guys on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, it's Just Our Opinion Guys on Apple Podcasts. Please share, share. Please, when I send you the link, don't just like <laughs> the link in the DM I sent you. That does nothing for me. Please share it on your social media. If you actually listen to this, right, share it on your social media, okay? I don't think people are understanding. Share it. Don't like the DM. I don't want to see no more DM likes. If I see a DM like, that means you don't listen to the podcast, and that's absolutely fine. But I know, yeah, don't listen to the podcast and then give me the end like, share it on your social media. Oh, what's your Debo John, Debo John, Debo John. Yeah, man, it ramping out. Ooh, blood. I echo every sentiment. And my um, socials is at Emilio underscore. That is E-double-M-I-double-L-I-O underscore on Insta. Right. You've been listening to the Just Our Opinion.